Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series which all of, with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert for the whole thing. Um, I'm Bayana. Um, as you've probably seen on Twitter, Robin has died due to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child news, so I'm just going to do this by myself and see how it works. Um... I'm excited to go through these chapters and discuss all my thoughts and feelings about the book. And today I am discussing chapter nine of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Midnight Duel. Um, I may need to get a new co-host. We'll see how that happens. Um, Because I don't know whether or not I can just like talk to myself about this. That's weird. Anyway, um, some announcements and reminders. Um, I want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along. Um, Use the hashtag wizardteam on Twitter to follow along. Um, you can also at, I guess it's me still, um, me now at We Black and Nerds, um, if you want to have a conversation about it. Um, also, have you wonder, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Um, we are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, uh, whatever, pretty much, Broadway show, if that's, if you're so inclined, um, illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit... You can check out blackgirlsnerdout.com for the guidelines. Um, It's under the content tab under Hogwarts BSU. Also, please subscribe to the newsletter. Every week um, we share nerd news and links about what's been going on. Um, So not just Harry Potter, but like all over the place. So like if it's like some Marvel news or some like like Jessica, the Jessica Jones trailer just came out and it was awesome. Or like Doctor Who news or like whatever, you can check that out and we have links and stuff. Um, you can also go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to subscribe. Um, follow us at, or me at We Black and Nerds, and like at, on Facebook at Black Girls Nerd Out. So let's dive in. Before we get to the chapter, let's dive in to what's happening in the Potter fandom. Um, the dates for, and the date of, like, the release for the tickets of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child just came out last week, or a couple days ago, depending on... Well, a couple days ago for me, last week for you. Um, and it's awesome. And I'm trying to get, apparently, I'm just going to ride solo to the thing. I'm going! She's alive! Wait! I, I mean, I, I died, and then I was like, but I got to go to the show. That's so true. I'm going to go to the show, and then I'll go back. So I'm at the King's Cross station right now, just deciding which train I'm going to hop on. But I also want to take a moment to be like, Girl, I am not only second half of Black Girls Nerd Out, but I am your family. And yes. there was no sadness. I guess we don't I need was- a new co-host. I guess I guess I'm doing this by myself. Um, I guess you can just died of like sad things. I died! But you died of like Harry Potter. It was happy and I was like, like, happy for you. You were like, she like, went she went with a smile. Exactly. <laughs> that's what she wanted. That's how she would like to go. <laughs> so rude. So rude. I'm just sitting here like, she ain't got no tears for me. She ain't got no, you got tears for Remus? You ain't got no tears for Robin? That's fine. It's how you would have liked to go, Robin. That's true. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Happy about Harry Potter. Happy about, oh my God, and parts one and two. Guys, get Robin and Bayana to the West End 2K16. We're going. We have to figure this out. We're going, but we also are, we're going to be poor. Yeah. 
still gotta figure out how I'm gonna buy a ticket to get there, but I'll have a ticket to the show, not necessarily to London. I mean, so I just have to learn how to operate between now and then. That's like almost a year. It's like ten months. I feel like I'm gonna just like start listening to a lot of like future and two chains and like see how they get their hustle on. Yep. And Fetty Wap. And, and Fetty Wap. Oh, and that one guy because he got twelve bricks. Oh, and a lick. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out how to how to get twelve oh, bricks. bricks. <laughs> and a lick, motherfucker. <laughs> The, the stuff that Biata makes me listen to. I'm just, I'm too old. Why does he just, he has random, this rapper. OG Makeup? Yes, this rapper has Tourette's. And it's hilarious, but just, he'll be rapping. He has great songs. His, his album, or mixtape, or whatever it is, is hilarious. It's, what, it's whatever hilarious. it was, he just randomly shouts out, Motherfucker! <laughs> bitch! Like, it's like, he's got rapping Tourette's, and I don't understand it. But I, I love it. I'm gonna use that EP as a as a blueprint yep. to get some money That's... so I can get to the West End. Yep. I'm um, alive for now. Can we talk about the Midnight Duel? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Yay! Robin's alive, and we can talk about things. Even though she had um, no tears for Robin, I was crying on the inside, but I was trying to save face, voice, because they can't actually see my face. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, The Midnight Duel, Chapter 9, what's going on? Um, oh, first sentence. Harry had never believed he would meet a boy he hated more than Dudley, but that was before he met Draco Malfoy. Also, though, I was like, that's cold. Because, like, I've, I have an older brother, obviously, we've talked about siblingness here, um, Bayana's an older sibling, I'm the younger sibling, um, so I think that like, there have been times when I've literally been so upset with my brother, like, just like, he doesn't get me. One time I, he was babysitting me and I literally ran away. This is a story that, um, I've already written, but I'll, um, it's, uh, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I ran away, but I was too young and I wasn't allowed to cross the street by myself. So I ran away to the end of the block and then just kind of sat there stuck. Um, Because it was like, I either have to go back to my house or break the rules and cross the street. I was in, it was a catch-22. But anyway, we've gotten in those kind of fights, right? Like, oh my God, you're so mean. Why are you beating me up? Why do you eat my chicken nuggets? (laughs) Anyway, but I don't think that I've ever been like, well, no, there are times that I have literally been like, I hate you. But I don't think I've ever been like, in the list of people that I hate, had my brother be on the top of that list. Right. And like, yeah, Dudley isn't Harry's brother, but, but they, but they basically up. are, right? They like grow up in the same house, they go to school. And I mean, I've seen like, other siblings and stuff like me and my brother have a decent age difference, but I've seen like other people that grow up and they have a closer age difference to their siblings. And I know it gets tough because like your, your home life and your social life and your school life are all mixed in together. My brother pretty much had the same friends all the way up until I graduated high school. Yeah. So it's (laughs) like, sometimes you're like, Oh my God, I can't get away from this person. But I still wonder, like, have you, even when you're in like huge fights with your brother, have you, 
we literally, we get into huge fights, and, like, we just won't talk to each other for, like, maybe half an hour, and then something happens, and then we're, like, cool again. I've never had, like, a fight that lasted with my brother longer than, like, maybe an hour. And I'll be, like, pissed. Like, I'm <laughs> never talking to him again. I can't even, I can't even mess with him. I can't even deal with him. And then, like, something happens, and then I want to be mad and give him, like, a side of treatment, but then I'm like, but why, though? That's so stupid, and then I get over it. Yeah. And we move on. So, like, the, yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about, like, sibling dynamics all day, but, like, that sentence, like, I was like, damn. Because I can't even relate to that. Yeah, no, me either. And I have been bullied by, like, my brother... And I've been bullied by, like, family members that are close enough to be basically siblings. Like, I have a couple of cousins that, like, we see all the time. They would spend, like, whole summers with us. And I would feel, to this day, sometimes feel bullied by them or feel, like, made fun of or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you guys notice this. I'm a little weird. (laughs) I'm a tad bit hard to take sometimes. Just got a little bit of a quirk to me. So growing up and even now at times there are people that I'm close to that like will pick on me or, you know, whatever. And even sometimes when you know it's out of love, you're still like, but you're picking on me and I can't handle it. Um, And I still to this day, A, maybe just because I don't hate people like that. But even when I was 11, I feel like, and I was like, oh, I hate you. You could just. I hate, you know, yeah. like, those those little kid, like, strong feelings and, like, your worldview is so small that, like, you hate someone and you, you hate, they are the worst person. Never someone yeah. that close to me that I grew up with. Right, that you with, hated. That I hated. And Harry is, like, he hated Dudley. And so Draco Malfoy, who is very similar to Dudley in a lot of ways, but with magic... Like that's the next person. Like that is insane. And that I says mean, a lot like, about that says a lot about Dudley to me. Yeah, and it, says a, it says a lot about Dudley. But then also like I mean, it says a lot about all three of them. But also their kids. So like the hate, like the use of the word hate is also slightly exaggerated because, like, I don't actually think that Harry hates Dudley at this moment. He thinks he hates Dudley. He's eleven. The, like Dudley's been picking on him since he was like a baby. Yeah, and he's like, I can't take this dude, and so. There's, yeah, there's just a difference between hating him and being like, I just really don't mess with him. And so... Yeah, I think and definitely see, there's and I an think 11-year-old in, component to, like, that yeah. strong usage. But even still, I think... I like, mean, it's still strong. And I mean, but I think that, like, we see, for example, in Order of the Phoenix, where Harry is, like, angry at Dudley, but then the Dementors comes and he still saves his cousin. Like, it's not like, nah, I hate you. You could just get your soul sucked out of you. That's But cool. then, I mean, but we see so, even in, like, Deathly Hollows when it 18-year-old Harry is, like, a fully formed person... And he goes back to save Draco. He's just not that kind yeah, of person. exactly. Even if he does hate you, his hate is never going to, like, overwhelm his humanity. Right. I've been, I've been watching Star Wars, you know, and, you know, hatred <laughs> oh, leads to, to watch, Right. I need the to dark watch side. Star Wars again. But. That's some other news. That's. Yeah. yeah. It's still. That trailer. Woo. Anyway, back on top, on topic. There, there is, like, a sense that. Even if you do hate someone, like, with especially with Harry, Harry is still innately a good person. So, I I mean, I could see, like, I mean, I'm going to go just completely off the deep end here and see, like, Hitler. Like, Hitler is drowning or something. Harry's going to be like, 
oh, I guess I'll save you. Well, no, you know, like just because it's like... An analogy to Hitler is Voldemort. Well, yeah. So... And, I mean, and there are many times when, I mean, even as we talk about, like, Harry taunting Voldemort, and, like, Voldemort's so far Harry's gone. petty, though, like, too, like, to be honest. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later, but... <laughs> like, he's a good person, but he's also petty as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, even still, like, he kind of gets this, like, little Dumbledore in him where he's like, yeah. it's not too late. And they try to give Voldemort out. That's true. But, and Voldemort is, like, to compare Draco Malfoy to Voldemort is just, no, like, apples not. and oranges. And then, in terms I don't even of, think he hates Voldemort. I don't think he, he hates Umbridge, but that's totally valid. Yeah, that's valid. She could go, yeah. And even still, he hates Umbridge. I don't think he would let her, I don't know, he kind of did let the centaurs have her. That's have at her, but... True. I think he knows friends. He knows that they're not gonna. I don't know. We could. I mean, that's a whole thing. That's a a whole. That's from like two years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I do think like okay. There's two. There's two parts of this. So, kid feelings, eleven year old feelings about like I hate you. Like I mean, you can like an eleven year old's like I hate you. I'll be like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's so sweet. I remember telling somebody when I was eleven that I really hated it. There was like this person who was in my class, and I really didn't mess with him. And I was convinced that I hated him. Yeah, and then I saw him later in high school, and I was like, nah, he's just like this random-ass dude. Like, ah, it's not No, I know. And so I think so that there, 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 there are two, there, yeah, there, so there are two levels of, like, you're, you're being very, like, hyperbolic in this, mm-hmm. like, sense of I hate you. But then also, like, internally, like, yeah, those feelings aren't, like, like you don't know what real hatred is right. yet. But as an 11-year-old, he does hate yeah no, you know yeah, what i mean definitely. it's like, like it's a genuine emotion scale, yeah yeah in it's just that like from yeah when that. he gets more perspective then he's like no nah, i don't actually hate you but in that moment in what he knows i get yeah yeah so yeah so i just think like i mean we could spend the entire episode on this first sentence but it really <laughs> like it really struck me because i'm like and and like i said it says more about dudley and um than it does about Draco. I mean, it does, like you said, like it says a lot about all three of them. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I could I could go on and on, but like something to think about, guys. Like the person that you grow up with that is basically your brother, or should be, you should have in a perfect world, or not even a perfect world, in a in a kind world where the Dursley, Dursleys are actual humans with emotions and aren't vile, terrible people. Harry and Dudley would have grown up more like brothers, and they would have fought, yes, but... Yeah, he wouldn't hate him. He wouldn't hate him. They would be... Then they would have been seen as equals. Mm -hmm. And Draco and Harry, yeah, they're in different houses, and they have different perspectives on things, but the one thing that says a lot about Draco, too, is, like, in this moment in Hogwarts, Harry and Draco are are basically equals. There is no, like, I mean, unless Snape, which, ugh, Unless Snape is in the room, there is nothing that says that Draco is inherently better than Harry mm-hmm. or is, like, in a different class than Harry the way that there was daily with the Dursleys. So, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have feelings. Yeah. I've been um, dead for a week, okay? That's great, because I didn't even think about that, but that's, like, really, that's interesting to think about. Um so, but the Gryffindors only had potions with the Slytherins. So while they had the worst Friday ever, they didn't have to necessarily, like, chill with the Slytherins any other day. So that's kind of cool. 
um, until they spotted a notice pinned up in the Gryffindor common room that made them all groan. Um, flying lessons were starting on Thursday, and Gryffindor and Slytherin will be learning together. To be honest, I feel like this is more trolling from Dumbledore. Like, he's trying to bring Gryffindors and Slytherins together, but, like, not really. But he's also just like, ha, 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 you guys can't get along. <laughs> like, it's like, it's weird because it's kind of, a lot of the times, because they end up being together a lot, and it's like, I feel like it's a teaching moment, but then also at a certain point, like, Dumbledore just likes to play games, so I yeah. think he feel like this is Dumbledore laughing But it's also him. like, okay, so we have double potions with them on Fridays, can we not have flying lessons on Monday? Can we spread this shit out? That's what I'm saying. Like, like no, Thursday. It's on Thursday. It's on yeah, Monday. no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Thursday, so Friday. Yeah. Thursday, we're flying with them, and then, and then the next day, we gotta wake up and have double potions with them. Yes. Like, that's too much. That's too much for their little hearts to handle. Yeah. Um, and then Harry goes, um, "Typical, just what I always wanted to make a fool of myself on a broomstick in front of Malfoy." So he's just still like insecure about his like magical talent a- ability. And, like, yeah. And so that's his main worry about being, it's not like, oh, I don't like Malfoy. It's like, I'm going to get made fun of um, for not knowing how to fly or whatever. Um, So that's like kind of, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's like that comparison to Dudley where it's like, I know I'm not going to get picked to do this thing. And so that's why it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, it's, it is like that comparison to Dudley, but I also think it's that he says like after this, he says he had been looking forward to learning to fly more than anything else. So it's something that he is really eager to learn. Right. And normally when I feel like when there's something that like I really want to know, like that's, you know, I mean, I went to, um, and when I was in college, I signed up for this, uh, bestsellers in America like it still sticks in my head and that was like my sophomore year freshman year of college bestsellers in America class and one of the reasons why was because Harry Potter was on the reading list but <clears throat> there the the teacher that taught this class was like so just he was amazing mm-hmm. and I have the, that kind of thing where sometimes I'm like I don't want to like raise my hand and ask questions or yeah. I don't want to you know like put myself out there and to be kind of judged by people. Mm-hmm. But if there's something that I like really know that I am interested in and I want to learn, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care if I look like an idiot. I don't care if I'm asking stupid questions. Like I want to know every piece of this inside and out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's also this thing where Harry is like trying to weigh those two things. It's like, I really want to fly. I want to be right. good at it. And I'm that, looking and, like, forward learning, to it. It like involves making mistakes. Yeah. And now he knows that, like, great, like, I'm going to have my guard up immediately. Exactly. Because as we get to, like, I think on the next page, it's like, Malfoy makes fun of Harry for shit that, like, he can't even control and, like, has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're if you're laughing at me because basically I'm an orphan, which we will talk about in the next yeah. page, like, obviously you're going to, like, try to get everyone laughing at me for something that, like, I just am learning and mm-hmm. don't know very well. And that's the thing is, like, especially because Malfoy, it says uh, Malfoy talked about flying a lot. Like, he always is talking about how, like, he's complaining about how first years can't be on the Quidditch team, telling stories that seem to end, that seem to always end with him narrowly escaping muggles in helicopters. And so he's all, he's just, like, bragging and, like, being himself up in a way that, like, makes Harry feel nervous because he's like okay well I don't even know it I didn't even I haven't even had a broom before 
Yeah. Or that he knows of. That he knows of. Aw, shout out to Sirius. Oh, um, it's a little tiny for me. <laughs> but it's also a thing with the boys, the first year boys. And right. I think boys in general. It's like, you know, girls talk about, I don't, that's, I don't want to genderize things, gender things like that much. But like, you know, in the muggle world, like boys will talk about their favorite football team or like whatever they did or if they play baseball, you know, if they're on a baseball league together, they're all going to like talk about like what save they made or home runs or whatever. It's like a very, like... Maybe I'm like sitting there like, you know you hit a single. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it no. went over the fence. And you're like, except it was a pop fly that the right fielder just happened to miss. Like, you were lucky, bro. Calm down. <laughs> Says Bayana, the softball player. I'm like, I don't know anything about baseball. It just like came into my head. Um, but yeah, like, you know, my triple doubles because I'm a basketball player. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, boy. boy that, you got two points. Yeah. <laughs> that was your double. Calm Come down. on. <laughs> And it's like, and it's like you had ten points, ten rebounds. Yeah, that wasn't double double. That would, like, you barely squeaked in. You exactly. squeaked in there at the last minute when they put the they put the rest of the team on the bench. <laughs> and all the starters were on the bench, and you got your double double. Whoops! <laughs> I just like dropping things. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So it's also I think this to me I was like boys because it's just like. I doubt that, like, Hermione is sitting with, you know, Pavardi and talking about, like, and Pavardi's like, oh, yeah, my racing broom and stuff. And, like, Jenny does like it. I'm not saying that, like, girls can't but like Jenny it. But Jenny kept it a secret. But, like, yeah, and she also wasn't. She was, like, he was stealing her brother's brooms, so. Yeah, that's... but she also wasn't, like, I mean, she really loves Quidditch, but even when she was on the team, she wasn't bragging about yeah. it. And, like, I don't feel like Angelina Johnson is, like, oh, let me tell you all the times that I, like, did this or that, when it's, like, she's actually a very good Quidditch player. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, like, I enjoy and whatever. But, like, the boys right. obviously have to turn it into some sort of, like, competition. Yeah, like, so it's, like, Seamus is talking, like, he spent all of his, his childhood zooming around the countryside on his broomstick. Ron's telling anyone he almost hit a hang glider in Charlie's old on Charlie's old broom. And so, like... Well, also, like, everyone from Wizarding Families talked about Quidditch constantly, so they're really excited about learning how to fly because, or at least, like, taking the class. They apparently are experts at flying. Um, (laughs) They're excited about having the opportunity to fly at Hogwarts. Exactly. And then, like, they talk about, I love this transition because it goes from, like, Wizarding Families talking about, like, someone who, I mean, Dean, for all intents and purposes, is muggle-born, even though he's technically not. Like, he's muggle-raised. That's, yeah. So he's muggle-raised, like, Harry. And so he, so Ron had a big argument with Dean because he, um, about soccer, because Ron couldn't see what was, what was exciting about a game with only one ball where no one was allowed to fly. Um, and then Harry once caught Ron prodding Dean's poster of West, of the West Ham soccer team trying to make the players move. Two things, (laughs) two things, as soccer is currently playing on my TV right now, (laughs) there's so much exciting about soccer and obviously, Ron didn't watch the Premier League. Secondly, this is why Dean can is Bionis and she can have him. Because Arsenal, C-O-Y-G, come on, you Gunners. I don't, I don't watch soccer. I played soccer, but I just don't watch it. So I don't care about the team specifically. That's so sad. And I didn't <laughs> play soccer because I played basketball and I care about soccer. I played so many sports growing up because it was always like, my parents like to keep us busy. Yeah. And so there are a couple times when I played more. Like, I used to swim and play soccer and do gymnastics <laughs> all at the same time. 
but like it was more like you just go through sports mm-hmm. until one sticks and then eventually softball stuck and that was what I did but I did play a lot of sports as a kid and then you couldn't tell because I'm really not athletic at all <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like super lazy when it comes to that kind of stuff but like I did play sports and yeah, yeah. it was really but good. I just had to throw in that because also um I've been I feel weird saying reading because I'm not reading it. I'm listening to it on audiobook, but I've been listening to Career of Evil and Oh, I need to read Cormoran. it. No spoilers. This isn't a spoiler because it, it goes through all the books. Cormoran's a big Arsenal fan, oh. so he'll stop and listen to the Arsenal game. So I'm like, at least Joe, she came around to the right side eventually, you know. So, all right, let's move along. But, you know, let's know that Arsenal, if you guys are interested in getting into soccer, if you want to think of having a team, Arsenal's the way to go. Um, Neville had never been on a broomstick <laughs> in his life because his grandmother had never let him near one. Privately, Harry felt she had good reason because Neville managed to have an extraordinary number of accidents, even with both feet on the ground. Poor Neville. Right? This is also a good time when you could have used gnarly. Nope. Yeah. Neville had some gnarly falls. This, this fall coming up soon is pretty gnarly. That's true. Okay. Um, Okay, Hermione was almost as nervous about flying as Neville was. This was something you couldn't learn by heart out of a book. Not that she hadn't tried. She's just out of my own heart, man. Although I don't really read manuals and stuff, so maybe not. Like, Well, I think, too, there isn't really... But I think also I'm more of, like, a visual person, so I have to, like, see it. So, like, sometimes reading a book... Like, I love reading, but, like, sometimes reading a book to learn how to do something isn't helpful to me. Is like, I have to actually see it in action, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, that's, like, yeah. I mean, I also think that Hermione is just, like Neville, like, Grasping. I mean, Neville's, right. like, Neville's not muggle she's going to raised, but yeah. Like, learn what, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and Hermione's obviously muggle-born, and so they're just, they have, there is really, like, this is kind of insane. It's like, there's no context clues for flying. Like, you. that is not, like, I mean, I feel like even going through classes and stuff, like, even at Hogwarts, like, yeah, you're learning about charms and things like this, but you're still, like, there's still, like, You've had 11 years of, like, going to school. You know what school's going to be like. You know what studying is. You know what homework right. is. You have these con- this context of, like, the subject is completely different. But right. you at least know, like, what to expect about a school. You're muggle-born, muggle-raised. You've never been near a broom or never been allowed near a broom. You can't even, like, it's Yeah, you can't really conceptualize it, it yeah. in your head. Yeah. So I can see why she's just like, oh, God. You yeah. Know. No, that's so, that's real. Um... So basically, she's, like, lecturing them about, like, flying tips during, like, lunch and, like, at the in the Great Hall. Um, so pretty much everyone except Neville is, like, pleased when Hermione's lecture is interrupted by the arrival of mail. They're like, shut uh, up, they, man. Yeah, just like, bro, we don't care. <laughs> um, so, and then it says, so Harry hadn't had a single letter since Hagrid's note. Something that Malfoy had been quick to notice. Um, Malfoy's eagle owl was always bringing it his meh, was always bringing him packages of sweets from home, which he opened gloatingly at the Slytherin table. I wrote down, he's an orphan. You get yeah, like, like calm down. Like why? Why are you noticing? Yeah, you should you, you notice that he doesn't get an email, and instead of being a decent human and, and like, offering him some of your you sweets, would you like some of my sweets from my mom? Who, from mother? From mother. You're like, hey, hey, no one loves you. Yeah, because his parents died. You a-hole. Yep. 
even though I feel I shouldn't call an 11 year old an a-hole you get mm-hmm. you dunderhead <laughs> um so Neville um got Neville got brought a small package from a barn owl I had a picture of a barn owl I p- tweeted some Japanese owl oh, pictures yeah, I, saw that. I love owls they were so cute um, and he opened it excitingly to show them a glass ball, uh, the size of a large marble, which seemed to be full of white smoke. It's a remember all grand knows I forget things. And it tells you if there's something you've forgotten to do. Look, if you hold it tight like this and if it turns red and of course his remember all glowed scarlet, you've forgotten something. That is the most useless piece of magic. It really is. It can't glow and tell you, you forgot X Neville. Right. Go get your toad. Something you forgot. Where's Trevor? I don't know what it is. Yeah. So Neville's trying to remember what he'd forgotten. Which is like, he forgot what he forgot. That's the whole point. Yeah. He forgot it. What kind of dumb magic is that? It's so stupid. (laughs) Um, And as he's trying to remember what he'd forgotten, Malfoy, passing the Gryffindor table, snatches the remember all out of his hand. Which is like a classic bully move. It's like, so, yeah. oh, what's this? Oh, it's mine now. Like, yeah. Like, dude, shut up. Go away. Why are you even at the Gryffindor table? Aren't they, like, across the hall from each other? Like, why, why are you even making your way in that direction? Yeah, there are plenty of ways to leave the hall. Passing you don't, the Gryffindor table is not one of them. You're going out of your way to be a Dunderhead. Yeah. So... Sorry, every time you say Dunderhead, I think of Dunder Mifflin from Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, get... You're going out of your way to be a get Malfoy. Um, Harry and Ron jumped up, and they're eager, half hoping for a fight. And I just wrote, boys. Because it's like, come on now. Like, there's a table full of teachers. Right there. Right there. Like, just think about it. Just, and just chill. Like, have a little bit of chill. I mean, I know that you're boys. I know that you're 11. So chill isn't something that you excel in. You're not, you're not blessed with an overabundance of chill, but just dig deep, dig deep into your soul to that little bit of chill and just luxuriate in that. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like McGonagall's on top of it. You're not going to get away with anything. He's not going to get away with anything. Shout out to McGonagall for just spotting trouble Quicker than any teacher in the school. She was there in a flash. I wonder if she apparated to like right there, like boom, what's up? She can't, but Oh yeah, you can't apparate with awesome. it. Yeah. Oh, that just reminded me of that stupid line in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, the movie, where Harry's like, I thought you couldn't apparate in and out of school grounds. And Dumbledore's like, Well, being me has privileges. It's like, no, go to fucking hog to me like everyone else, like in the damn book. Sorry. That was random. I'm just sorry. Unless you're a house elf. You can't do it. And house elves Don't can do it. Don't be making stuff up for the movie's sake just so you could, like, cut some time. Just have them be in Hogsmeade. Also, why you can cut time by just having them be in Hogsmeade. Right. Oh, look, I'm in Hogsmeade now. A Great. quick fade in, fade out. Yeah. Since we can't, we gotta... That's how time passes quick, in movies. Just a quick, like, it, just a little quick thing, like, oh, we can't, we can't apparate in Hogwarts. Yeah. So we gotta go to Hogsmeade. Great, now fade we're in Fade in, fade out, we're in Hogsmeade. Boom. Apparate. It awesome. takes less time than that dumb throwaway line of, I thought you could apparate. Well, being me has its privileges. No, I, Dumbledore, yeah. you no, it does You could have actually saved a lot of time by just doing a quick fade in fade out. Anywho, so we are getting that was super We will awesome. get there in about five years. 
and I hope you're here for it. Just wait for it, y'all. Just wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> Don't say those words to me. Sorry. I can't sing. Cause I did it I, on purpose, but yeah, I, last episode was a lot. Yeah, right, I right. used all my singing privileges. Um, so McGonagall's like, what's going on? Malfoy's got my my remember professor. Um, and then Malfoy drops it back on the table, just looking. Like, shut up, bro. And he sloped slick. away with Crab and Goyle. Shout out to JK with these adjectives, though. Because <laughs> I just, like... Verbs. Verbs. Sloping? Yep. You have to do. Too slope. Too slope. Um, I mean, if you could use a verb as an adjective, she did. Because I, I can see it in my brain because she's just so great. <laughs> um, anywho... So then they head down to flying lessons with Madame Hooch, which... A.K.A. Lady Cassandra. Thank you. I know that I wasn't even watching Doctor Who when these these books came out, especially when this book came out. And no, when all of the books came out, I I wasn't watching Doctor Who, which, I mean, I'm kind of mad about. Why didn't anyone tell me how much I would have loved that show ahead of time? But anywho, it's neither here nor there. I can no longer read anything with Madame Hooch without seeing Lady Cassandra. And and in my head going, moisturize me. <laughs> it makes no sense. But it's there. So the Slytherins were already there when they got there. And there were 20 broomsticks lying in neat lines on the ground. Okay, and I'm going so back to that because 20. Them, yeah, that's exactly what I did. I, I circled <laughs> it. We were on the same page. I'm like, so there's only 10 of each, right? Like, Yeah. Because there's in five, one, we know for sure there's five Gryffindor boys. And so in, 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 in Joe's head, there are more, like, people, um, or more students, but you, you're, why are you split, if there's, like, a huge, I get, like, wanting to have, like, 20 students in a class, but if, yeah, why would you have class with the Slytherins if there are more people in your like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, if they're only going to be 20. Unless they were saying, like, for Rod and Harry's time slot. But it just says, like, all the Gryffindors exactly. go, all the Slytherins go. So, I mean, maybe what she's thinking is some classes are bigger than others. So maybe, like, the year before Harry and Ron got there, there was a huge class of first years. And maybe they didn't do it that way because there were so many. Maybe. And so it, it fluctuates depending on the class that you have. Um, how many kids are born right, at the same time? Right, can't specifically five every time, but I get that. And I like, kind of see, because we were talking about this earlier, we are talking about Voldemort babies, that when you were like, Molly and Arthur were like, damn, we just had Ron, and everything is going to shit, that maybe like there weren't that many kids born then, yeah. because times was tough, and you didn't know if you were going to die or not, so it the could be Jenny's a smaller class. class. is like a hundred kids. Yeah, just <laughs> rolling deep with them Voldemort babies. <laughs> Every time they walk around, you just hear bounce chicken. <laughs> just like spring babies. We are a problem. But still, like, you know, something to think about. But I definitely did with like clock that number. Yeah. Me too. 20. Um, all right. So their teacher, Madam Hooch, arrived. She Moisturize had, me. <laughs> she had short gray hair and yellow eyes like a hawk. Like a hawk owl. I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Um, you have to do that. Um, so yeah, so she basically starts, she's like, well, what are you waiting for? Everyone stand by a broomstick. Hurry up. It's like very similar to the um, movie, this like scene. Um, stick your out your right hand over your broom and say up. Um, Harry's broom jumped into his hand at once, but was one of the few that did. 
Um, Hermione simply rolled over on the ground and Neville hadn't moved at all. Um, and then Harry's really smart. Look at him with using his Ravenclaw powers. Yeah. And he just, he just scraped out. Um, perhaps brooms like horses could tell when you were afraid, thought Harry. There was a quaver in Neville's voice that said only too clearly that he wanted to keep his feet on the ground. I think that this is something that we'll talk about more in later books. Um, but Harry's actually got a very high emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, which leads him astray at points. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, I think he's very attuned to, like, feeling. Yeah. And that's what makes him, like, the, the withering or the magic that he's really good at is the stuff like, you know, especially defensive spells and patronuses yeah, and stuff patronus. where you, you tap into your feelings. I think he's very much in tune with not his not just his own feelings and what he's feeling at that moment, but what other people around him are mm-hmm. feeling. And I think that that kind of shows here. Um, man, I, I just said that sentence and I'm like, I take this book so seriously. Like, I don't know how they're... I mean... No, yeah, though. I like, feel like I'm in a trust tree and all of y'all are with me on this, but <laughs> I also feel like how many people have read... Sorcerer Stone and read that line and was like, Harry is just so emotionally intelligent. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, it's like we've read these so many times and there's like themes that, that start really early and like characterizations that start really early that um, you just like notice now that you wouldn't have noticed when you first read it or even when you read it, like, because I've read this book how many times? Like 20 times? Yeah. I never saw that. So it's just like new things that you see and you like understand, um, especially when you're like specifically looking for them. Too. Yeah. Um, a little gem. Harry and Ron were delighted when when Madame Hooch told Malfoy that he'd been uh, doing it wrong for years. She's like, "Great." I also this is um a little basketball aside again, but like I remember, um, my dad was my coach for a very long time in basketball, and he was very much like, "Oh, you got to get your foundations right and your what fundamentals." Mm Um, and my little, probably 11, <laughs> like around that age, 10 or 11 year old brain was like, but yo, this is how Reggie Miller shoots. Right. So this is how I'm going to shoot. And my dad's like, but you're not Reggie Miller though. Yeah. And he does it wrong. Yeah. And it's amazing that he's so good. Right. No, his- that's real. Like, fundament- like I know um, when I played softball my last like two, three years, I don't know how long I played on that team, but um, my coach who, um, he actually played, he was actually, like, a, in, like, major leagues, um, at one point, but he, like, pretty much all of our practices were all, like, fundamentals, <laughs> and so we were hella good, because we were really good at the fundamentals, <laughs> like, all the other teams, all the other, like, teams that I played on, it was just, like, all right, we're gonna run plays, all right, let's, like, run the bases, okay, let's, like, do the drills, the but... Drills. but he's, like, no, we're gonna sit here, you're gonna, like, be on your knees, on the, like, just dusty-ass knees, but you're gonna sit on your knees, and I'm gonna, like, roll you grounders from, like, 10 feet away and that's all you're doing is focusing on like picking up the ball that's it not even like I'm hitting it over here so you gotta run and like get backhand none of that it was just like no you just watch the ball roll into your glove and throw it back to me and like all and like even hitting we just hit off the tee so much like all you're like I'm an adult I'm hitting on the tee but like but then when the games came we were like on point yeah so that stuff it's so real like how yeah. But also, because... But then you can be wrong. I am like quirky like this. You it's like shooting like Reggie Miller? I did. <laughs> and I mean, I did not have Reggie Miller shooting percentage <laughs> at all. 
But what if I would have been the next Reggie Miller? What if Malfoy, with his bad grip, was the next Victor Crumb? It works for him. Like, it says, you know, like, he's actually one of the few things that he's not exaggerating about. He's a good flyer. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like, yes, fundamentals important, and we want people to learn things the correct way, but let's not try to stomp out all of everyone's individuality all the time. All right. <laughs> um, I have feelings. I'm sorry. So, oh, this scene also kind of makes me mad for the, um, for the Movie. movies, and you'll see why. So... Uh, Madam Hooch says, now when I blow my whistle, you kick off from the ground hard. Keep your broom steady, rise a few feet, and then come straight back down by leaning forward slightly. On my whistle, three, two. Um, but Neville, nervous and jumpy and frightened of being left on the ground, pushed off hard before the whistle had touched Madam Hooch's lips. Why in the movie does Madam Hooch actually blow the whistle and then Neville takes off and then she's like, come back down here, Neville, where she actually blew the whistle? Um, I think because he didn't go a few feet. Off the ground and comes No, it's like immediately, down. no, because he yeah. like kind of rises up. He doesn't push off. He rises up and he's like, Mr. Longbottom, Mr. Longbottom, before mm-hmm. he actually like maybe zooms he, off. Maybe because she like, was like, oh. Because sh- you're just like, dude, no, everybody should have gone up. Yeah. You literally blew the whistle. You blew the whistle. Right. Everyone else was wrong. Neville was right. Right. So I don't understand that. But in the book, it's correct. Like Neville moved too early, but the movie, they just, it was stupid. That was an Books are always better than the movies. I But that was a little thing that could have easily been fixed, and so it always yeah. bothers me. It doesn't need to be. Because, like, this the movie, um, this movie is one of the most, like, accurate yeah. towards the books. Shout out um, to the real Christopher Columbus, by but, the way. Like, but also, he had less, like, stuff to work with. Yeah. But, um, like, pages or whatever, but... Still, that one particular line, I'm just like, bruh, <laughs> like, this does not make sense at yeah. all. Um, um, okay. So I went to thinking about the next book, which we'll get to relatively soon. You don't oh, have yeah. to, we don't have to go years from now, right. in a couple of months. Um, and poor Neville, why is it always me? Yeah. It is always you, Neville. I don't know why, but you need, you need to talk to, go see the Hogwarts Guidance Counselor about that, and maybe she'll tell you that. You know, the pathology nope. of being a fatherless. Why do you do that? Stop it. But I... Nope. Nope. But she's... Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no, 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 How about Neville falls off of the broomstick and he breaks his wrist. Um, and so she turns... Madame Hooch gets Neville and then turns to the rest of the class and says... None of you is to move while I take this boy to the hospital wing. You leave those brooms where they are, or you'll be out of Hogwarts before you can say Quidditch. Which is like, that's such a great line. I'm Seriously. glad that made it to the movie. Also, um, though, I want to say, I mean, we're not there. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. Great line. But <laughs> no sooner than they were out of earshot than Malfoy burst into laughter. Like, what is wrong with there's you? There's literally no reason to laugh. But it's very clearly that, it, it's very clear that it's not like, like he may have found it kind of funny, but he's very clearly a performance because it's not like never because you know I mean Grant like black people and like I do this all the time. Somebody falls, you laugh first and then see if they're okay. Like it's just like a reaction. Like my sister falls, I mean she be falling. I just thought rolling. She fell yesterday. Oh my and god! And I couldn't help her. <laughs> it's so funny. No, we were, at, we were at a um, we were at this like trampoline park because they have like those like oh, yeah. trampoline thing. And so like when you go there, Why like the kids. Me? You just weren't around. It was like a random day during the week. It was super random. Um, so you can come next time. Can adults? 
Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was jumping. But so it was like, so there's like all these kids and like some of them show off because they know how to do flips and stuff and they're like running around flipping on the thing. So I, so most of the time Ami didn't like see that happening. And so I was like, all right, cool. But then she like literally saw this kid like do a flip and it looked tight. And I saw it and I was like, oh, dang. And then I looked at Akira, my other sister, who's like older, and I was like, watch her try to flip. And then I turn back and she jumps and she just falls face first on the trampoline and I just like died. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But that's to say that is that I say that to say that Draco is like very deliberate in his laughter. So it's not real. It's not like a genuine like that was funny. It's more like I'm doing this to make fun of him and I want everyone to see, but I don't want to get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, Did you see his face? Versus being like, oh shit, like that was hilarious. And then being like, Are you okay? Is your face all right? You don't got no like scrapes from trampoline on your also, forehead. All right, I don't want to go too far away from this, but I do want to share my favorite Aminato story. So we were just there's this thing about her that when she gets sleepy, oh, she man. like the energy level like actually jumps up higher, but she also just like a little drunk person. <laughs> You're like, did you hit the bottle? Like what is happening? But she actually just really needs a nap. This girl, what? I don't know, but we, we were hanging out, we were watching TV and the way that, the way that her bank account works, <laughs> and, um, the, there's the kitchen and then there's the couch like facing the television. So the couch kind of, um, is like the barrier between the kitchen and the living room, family room area. I asked this girl to come here because she was being crazy. She ran face first into the couch, <laughs> into the middle of the couch. <laughs> like, not like she hit the side and bounced off a little bit. She was straight at the couch like she had some sort of, like, like she was nearly headless Nick and she could just go through barriers or something <laughs> and bounce back off. And I swear to God, I still laugh about that. There was oh. one time she was convinced, she, she like discovered like walking with your eyes closed and she was tired and she was like, look at me, I'm walking with my eyes closed. And then she just ran straight into the wall. And I was like, dude, we all could have told you that was going to happen. <laughs> She's been walking backwards um, I was with like, me. Why and I'm are like, you doing this? This is a bad idea. Don't do it. And she, then she doesn't listen. And then things like this happen. I'm going to get oh. Child Protective Services caught on me because she was walking backwards. <laughs> we were in the grass. So I let her do her. But I'd been telling her the whole time that she needs to watch where she's going. And she fell. And I laughed. It's funny. <laughs> and I didn't ch- I didn't say, are you okay? I said, all right, get up. Yeah. She, well, the, thing, the other thing is, like, with babies, it's slightly funnier because they usually, like... They bounce. Unless, yeah. And the thing is, is, like, unless you give them a reaction where you're like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, they usually cry... Once you like freak out, yeah. But if you don't have like a like a negative reaction, if you laugh or even if you're just like, all right, you good? They <laughs> will jump. Or if you, if you don't say anything, I've seen babies fall all the time, like hard falls, and they get back up and keep running. <laughs> and that's why it's so funny because they're like not phased. <laughs> they're, they're rubber. Yeah. But yeah, the, so this lady looked at me like I was the devil, and I was like, you don't know her. Right. <laughs> like, you don't know my life. <laughs> anyway, let's get back. We, we had like five minutes Woo! on Aminata. Aminata break. All right. Aminata break, but that girl anyway Malfoy is like terrible and there's really no reason for him like it's very clearly like he's doing it to be seen and not because he actually finds it funny or like he might find it funny but it's like an over exaggeration it's a a performance yeah it's a performance um so we've talked about like the houses and how they like kind of put people apart or split people up into groups and things and how that is a negative but the first person to come to Neville's defense is actually Pavardi Patil, and she says, shut up, Malfoy. Yay. And then 
Pansy, which... Shut up, Pansy. I actually wrote that. And you wrote that. Oh my God, we have to take a picture and put that on our uh, Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, we both just wrote, shut up, Pansy. But she was like, ooh, sticking up for Longbottom. Never thought you'd like a fat little creep. Cry baby, like, or never thought you'd like fat little crybabies, Privardi. How and long like, have you known her? You yeah. don't know her life. But also, like, so the the Patils and Pavardi, especially, they're kind of held up like they would be the popular girls in school. They're pretty, yeah. they're smart, they're twins, so they've got that like little mm-hmm. it factor thing. But houses give you an immediate alliance. So Pavardi, who, if this was like a Muggle school, or if we're just being, if we're being very stereotypical and like just looking at like just surface of things Pavardi isn't the person the type of person that you would think would even notice Longbottom's presence Longbottom Neville's presence um and you would never really expect her to speak up to to speak up for Neville but maybe not even speak to Neville like Mm -hmm. she would probably just be like oh that kid I, I mean yeah he's in my class I have classes with him I don't know anything about him um so if Neville wasn't a Gryffindor he probably wouldn't have that, they wouldn't have that interaction. But also, like, Pavardi immediately comes to his defense. I think a lot of that is because he, they're in the house together, but also because they're in the house together, Pavardi's gotten to know Neville in a way that's like, he's a really sweet, kind, you know. clumsy. He's clumsy. He doesn't have a lot of confidence. But, yeah, and like, I think a lot of people have more confidence than Neville. I mean, it's, not I think, it's true, that a lot of people have more confidence in Neville than he has in himself. So I also think that Pravardi's probably at that point where she's like, he's not bad. He just needs a little bit of, you know, Mm hand-holding. So I thought that was nice. I thought that this was, like, a good um, aspect of houses, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so then Malfoy spots the Remembral, and, like, picks it up, and then Harry is like, give it here, Malfoy. Um, and Malfoy is, who is horrible, is like, I think I'll leave it somewhere for Longbottom to find. How about up a tree? Um, and so Harry, um, like, yell, you know, tries to get it back, but Malfoy jumps onto his broom and takes off. Um, he hadn't been lying. He could fly well. Um, and so then Malfoy kind of, like, you know, chides, or what is that word? Not chides. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, chides Harry, um, like, come and get it, Potter. And so Harry grabs his broom. No, shouted Hermione Granger. Madam Hooch told us not to move. You'll get us all in trouble. Anytime I see this, I immediately, like, picture Emma Watson and her, like, yeah. super exaggerated acting. She's like, no, Harry, you can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me over-enunciate everything, yeah. Harry. Oh, so cute. Um, but um, also, though, like, how 11-year-old is that? It's basically, like... They're playing keep away. Yes. That's what they're doing. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just like, I just felt, I find it like adorable, but also just like, they're magical. They're little witches and wizards in training, but they are kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this yeah. is, you know, if, if any 11 year old had the opportunity to, they literally like hide something. Any 11 year old bully is going to be like, I'm going to put it in the tree. Right. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Like it's not even, it's not even like original. Yeah. But um, anyway, so Harry mounts the broom, kicks hard against the ground and up he rushed, uh, he soared, air rushed through his hair, blah, blah, blah. Um, he realized that he, like he finally found something he could do without being taught, um, which is really great. It's like, 
he's being, you know, he's still like learning and like adjusting to this new world. And he like is feeling insecure about that. And like, you know, he's learning and he's trying not to make mistakes. He has like people who are mean to him. He's, you know, he's just very and aware. He's got, and he's also got very high expectations on himself. Him. Exactly. On based him. on him from other people because of who his parents were um, and what he did. Um, and so this finally there's like one thing he's, he's doing that he like excels at without trying, without and really trying. A, and he's a natural. Yeah. Like he says, um, this was easy. This was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So he immediately is like, I belong on this freaking broom exactly. and I know what I'm doing. And I, I love it. Like good, good for Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a natural and Malfoy, um, it says looked stunned because I have this friend. I don't know if um, any of you guys know people like this. I have this friend who may not be great at everything, but is good at everything. Mm-hmm. Like we play volleyball. He's good. We play basketball. He's not the biggest, but he's got a jump shot. Mm-hmm. We, you know, play cards. He's winning. Like he's just like, he's just like good. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there will be things like, we're like, Oh, we're going to go curling. And I'm like, obviously Matt, my friend yeah. is going to like, be good at this. He's just going to pick it up. And I try not to like talk crap, mess about like certain things because a, like when we go, when we went curling the one time, I'm like, I can barely walk and you want me to walk and slide and sweep on ice. Like this isn't going to end up well for me. Super fun though. Everyone go curling, but like everyone's kind of like bragging on each other, ragging on each other, Mm -hmm. talking crap. Like, Oh, I'm going to be so good. I'm a natural. Just sign me up for the next Olympic team, right. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so Malfoy has been basically doing that. Like, right. I'm so good. Like, come at me, bro. Like, ain't nobody, ain't no first years have anything on me when it comes to flying. And he is good. But. But Harry's a natural. And, it's the first and time better. And Harry, and it's, it's literally the first time Harry's on a broom. So. Um, yeah, so, so Harry's like, give it here or I'll knock you off that broom. Um, Malfoy is like, oh yeah, trying to steer, but looking war, trying to sneer, but looking worried. Um, and so then Harry, like, you know, they have a little thing up there. We want to, I'm kind of like, touch, get, touch. yeah, I'm like, I don't, we still have a lot of this chapter <laughs> to get through. Um, and so, oh, Harry's like, no crab and Goyle up here to save your neck, Malfoy. And the same things, uh, seem to have struck Malfoy. Malfoy throws the remembral. And Harry, um, like, he basically goes and he catches it like a boss. Um, and immediately after he catches it, um, McGonagall comes. So he's like, Harry Potter. Um, and his heart sank faster than he just dived. And I was um, thinking, I was like, that's excitement, not disappointment in her voice. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, but Professor McGonagall. Like she's almost speechless. And she's like, how dare you? Might have broken your neck. Like, those are the things she can get out of her mouth <laughs> yeah. in this moment. It wasn't his fault. Be quiet, Miss Patil. Still standing up for the Gryffindors. Uh-huh. Um, um, but Malfoy, that's enough, Mr. Weasley. Potter, follow me now. And Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyo have triumphant faces as he left. Which is like, to me, Malfoy is like, I just got basically owned and embarrassed. But... Immediately, Harry's getting in trouble. So everyone, look over there. Don't forget about what Harry just did, right? Which was catch this, remember all in a boss fashion. Um, he's getting in trouble now. Exactly. So, um, so Harry's like nervous. He's following McGonagall into the castle. He's like he was going to be expelled. He just knew it. He hadn't even lasted two weeks. He'd be packing his bags in ten minutes. 
What he's, was the Dursley say when he turned up on the doorstep? He starts thinking immediately about his future. Maybe she was taking him to Dumbledore. Um, Hagrid was expelled, but he was allowed to stand as gamekeeper. Maybe he could be Hagrid's assistant. Um, his mind is just racing. And Professor McGonagall takes him actually to Professor Flitwick's class and asks to borrow wood for a moment. Wood, thought Harry, bewildered, was wood a cane she was going to use on him? He ain't no Ravenclaw. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, it's been two weeks and she's stern, but <laughs> Harry. She's not going to beat you. She's not going to beat you. <laughs> that's not how they do that. That's, yeah. Right? That's, mm, I love that. That's like, not a thing. But Wood turned out to be a person, a burly <laughs> fifth-year boy who came out of Flitwick's class looking confused. Um, and so, like, McGonagall takes them into another classroom, which was empty except for Peeves, who was busy writing rude words on the blackboard. Peeves I want to know I know. He's probably just writing, like, curse words and stuff and, like, yeah. Bloody middle hell. middle finger emojis, yeah. which you now we there are now middle finger emojis. Hilarious, um, so good, so needed. Yep, and then he swooped out cursing. There's also taco emojis, which yeah, I just, I'm very glad about that. that burrito, this burrito one. Yep, awesome. I think I saw a burrito one. There's a roll taco one, but you know we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, so Peeves leaves the class and. McGonagall actually explains. I'm gonna like just skip through most of this, yeah. but McGonagall explains that. Um, had it been anything else, Harry probably would have been expelled, but because it shows that Harry, um, is a talented flyer. And McGonagall, like, and McGonagall, really, really, really wants to beat Slytherin. Yeah. This is, like, she, the only time where she actually does, like, favor Gryffindor. Yeah. Like, when it comes to Quidditch, she's like, nah, I really, really Yeah, need we to need, like, she, Severus Snape was, un, like, I couldn't even, like, I, I can't even. Yeah. So, um, McGonagall explains that, um, Explains what Harry just did with the Remember All, which is a small marble like, so it's about the same size as a snitch, and tells Wood that she thinks that they found a seeker, um, didn't even scratch himself. Charlie Weasley couldn't have done it. And Charlie, who's been out of Hogwarts now two years. Maybe he might have just graduated. Maybe. Um, I feel like they just missed each other, but like a second, but maybe not. I can't, I have to look it up again. I can't remember when he was born. It's like either two years or just one. Yeah, two or one to two years. Um, th- he was their last, like, really good seeker. good seeker. Um, so, and they don't say who spot Harry stole. I mean, I would like to think it was, like, Cormac McLaggen or something, but, like, they that don't. That would be hilarious, but no, yeah. but that's why, I'm, that's why I'm thinking it might just be that, like, the, they were missing a seeker, and yeah. Charlie, and, like, Wood probably just became captain, captain. after, um, yeah. Charlie left. But I, I'm not totally sure that that's true. Yeah. We're, we, um, we, we have to look up those timelines, but yeah. um, Wood starts to walk around Harry like he's a piece of meat, just <laughs> to build for a seeker, too. Light, speedy. We'll have to get him a decent broom, a Nimbus 2000 or a Clean Sweep 7, um, which is another part where McGonagall goes overboard and yeah. legit. Well, no, but he technically takes the money out of Harry's, she takes the money out of Harry's account. So, like, Harry bought it. Which is also pretty rude. Sure. Like, bitch, you don't know what I want to spend that well, money on. Well, I mean, on. like, you know. I mean, out. yes, it worked out in his Her, favor. I mean, to be honest, McGonagall is low-key like his godmother. Yeah. Which <laughs> but, is also um, rude that she wouldn't sign his Hogsmeade form. But anyway. We're not going to talk about that We're yet. not going to talk about that um, We'll get there in so a year funny, or two. She's like, I shall speak to Professor Dumbledore and see if we can't bend the first year rule. And I wrote, and I was like, of course you can. Dumbledore is totally cool with that. Dumbledore is like, 10 points for Gryffindor! <laughs> Harry Harry broke a rule, but he could fly really well. Uh, give him 50, just give him fifty points on top of that new yeah. stick. Oh yeah, um, he can not only be on. Uh, we'll we'll 
forget the rule. He can be a seeker, but also, yeah, have, have, they him, just, some... have him just win the first game. Yeah. Just, they already won it. Yeah. They can just play it just, you know, for fun. For fun, yeah. Scrimmage. Um, so then I also want um, says, I want to hear your training hard, Potter, or I may change my mind about punishing you. If there was an NCAA for Quidditch, she would have broken like eighty rules. Oh yeah, she's really like. The other thing is like the other thing is like I think she got. In, the other thing is when she I think in their story didn't she get like injured yeah, during she like did. a championship game against Slytherin she, when but, she was playing and so she was but, like nah bro. I if we are going to get on Snape for not leaving the past in oh, the no, past, it's definitely a problem. It's, it's a problem. It's a problem, but it's like cute. It's yeah. It's a it's a light. But she's not like specifically like. Bullying, a, she's not bullying the kid of whoever the seeker was of the Slytherin team that beat her. Yeah, or whoever the kid. Yeah, yeah. she's not. Yeah. She's being. She's favoring someone. She's not like fucking abusing someone. Yeah, there's so there. That's definitely different, but it's also like it's McGonagall. So, yeah, she smiles. Your father would have been proud. He was an ex- excellent Quidditch player player himself. Um, and then Harry t- goes to tell Ron during dinner. Or yeah, yeah. during dinner. Um, I love that Ron is always almost eating, just about to eat, or just finish eating. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like, I just love it. I just, he's a growing boy, man. I, right? And he's tall and skinny, mm-hmm. so he's got a lot. But see like my brother, actually, now I think about it. Oh, God. He eats I wonder... everything. He doesn't eat when he's at school, so that's another reason when lately, when he comes home, he eats a lot because Wisconsin doesn't have, like, great food. So and he's he he's a he's that. a food snob. Yeah. So he's he like he's on that custard. He's a yeah. They're mac and cheese. Well, he's he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't. Oh dairy. yeah, the dairy. Yeah. Oh dang, because that's yeah. all they got. Yeah. So that he's a good. he's a food snob. Plus, on top of like allergies and stuff. So <laughs> they're not his allergies aren't about as bad as mine. But anyway, he like barely eats, and then he comes here and he just like eats everything. But he also was just like a tiny little round ball of sunshine. He was just and, like, like a big like he fat was, baby and, and then, then all of a sudden he was like a stick and then he's always And he was stick. like he like literally grew like five feet in five minutes yeah. and um I kind of missed that little round baby. Anyway um but anyway so Harry tells him about uh Harry tells Ron not Obasi. Harry tells Ron about <laughs> Quidditch and Ron's like but you must be the youngest house player in about a century um, Wood told him, and he starts training next week. Then the um, Weasley twins come over to congratulate them, and they're you know, but Harry has to tell Ron and everyone like we've got to keep this a secret, or don't tell anyone because Wood wants to keep it a secret. And here comes Malfoy. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever there's something positive happening or going on. Malfoy's just like, big cloud of doom, bro. Yeah. He's like, oh wait, Harry's happy? I can sense it. Like, I can, let's go ruin this. Come on, crab. Come on, Goyle. Yeah, so. Walking in there like there, what was that from, uh, West Side Story? The Jets or the Sharks? The Sharks. Either of them just come No. (laughs) Harry and Ron are totally the Jets and, yeah, yeah, he's a shark. Anyway, so, just, yeah, just come in. Be cool, it. bro. <laughs> you gotta be cool. Man. <laughs> oh man, I wanna watch that movie just, again. It's been a while. I haven't seen it in so long, that's why I couldn't remember. Well, I own it. Names. Though. Oh, anyway, awesome. we're doing that. Yeah, because I have a DVD. Well, I have a PS3. Which nice. We will talk about later. Okay. I bought it. I bought a Dragon game, and I was excited about it. I was bought Dragon Age, and I went to GameStop, which Amani Heron told me that was my first problem, but. I was like, I need to buy a DVD player because if 
I've just been having issues with like trying to find things and string things on time mm-hmm. and live tweeting and whatever. And then my brain was like, well, if you go buy a DVD player, let's just let's just do this thing and let's get ourselves a PlayStation. And so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna totally get Bayana a Dragon 2K15. And I bought this Dragon game. Come to find out that I bought like an expansion pack or something, but I can't play the fucking game because I don't have the other game. Yeah, that's weird. And I told the woman who I bought it from that I'd never bought games before. This is my first time and I know nothing and I have nothing. And she didn't think to be like, oh, well, actually, maybe don't buy this game because you won't be able to play it since you definitely don't have the original game. Anyway, Malfoy comes to rain on Harry's parade. Oh, right. Wait, wait. Really quick. We missed it. I just realized. Oh. So, um, the Weasleys. So he goes, anyway, we've got to go. Lee Jordan reckons he found a new secret passageway out of the school. Bet it's that one behind the statue of Gregory the Smarmy that we found in our first week. See you. And I just... Marauders. Marauders. Yeah, they have the map, so they're like, we know all of these. Yeah. Anyway, that was... Do they have the map? Yeah, they have the map. Yeah, they have it. Um, so Malfoy comes over and he's like, last mail Potter, when are you getting on the train back to the Muggles? Which is like, dude, you don't know his life. You don't. Calm down. So Harry... Harry is just quick to the snaps. He's so feisty and and... He has the greatest comebacks. Right, ever. yeah, like, oh, he's he's really great. been, like, at least you can say one thing about Dudley is, like, he's, Harry's comeback game is strong. Yeah. So he's, like, a lot braver now that you're back on the ground and you got your little friends with you. <laughs> he says, though, of course, there was nothing at all little about Crab and Goyle. Um, yeah, and so then Malfoy's like, I'll take you on any time on my own. Tonight, if you want. Wizards duel. Wands only, no contact. What's the matter? Never heard of a wizards duel before, I suppose. And then Ron with his... Roll dog. He's just like, of course he has. I'm his second. Who's, who's yours? yours? Like, come at us, He's bro. like, we ready. And Harry's like, I still don't know what a wizard duel Harry's is. Harry's in there super <laughs> confused. Ron is like... Nope, I got you, We got bro. you. We got you. We um, in this. We in here. Yep. And so he's like, um, so Malfoy sizes up his... his henchman and it's like crab midnight all right we'll meet you in the trophy room that's always unlocked and then when Malfoy goes Ron and Harry uh, look at each other and Harry goes what is a wizard's duel Ron is like well the second's there to take over if you die it's like no sir <laughs> and then that's and then um, Ron's like what if I wave my I mean, or Harry's like what if I wave my my wand and nothing happens throw it away and punch him in the nose Ron suggested which is just sounds the best thank you um excuse me they look up and there's Hermione and they're so mean to Hermione. Can a person eat a, eat a eat in peace in this place? You went from being like so such a great friend, Ron, to just being like rude. And that's yeah. because he's he's got these feelings in his little eleven year old brain he and heart and it's fluttering, it. and he's like, I don't know what is up with me like and this you. chocolate sister with her big fluffy hair, but I want to get all up in. I just want to, and I don't understand that. So nah, yeah, that's right. what's happening. And then she said, I couldn't help overhearing that you and Malf- what you and Malfoy were saying. Bet, Bet you, you could. could. Which up. is true, though. You could, but shut up, Ron. <laughs> um, and you mustn't go wandering around the school at night. Think of the points you'll lose Gryffindor if you're caught, and you're bound to be. It's really very selfish of you. Which is which true. Which is super true. So true. So, and then Harry's like, and it's really none of your business. Goodbye. Like, they're just dumb. They're dumb. It's 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 liter- it's it's a little boy, little girl thing that we got going on here. But also, like, shout out to Hermione for being the original Neville. Um, right. Stand up to your friends, even though you're not technically friends You're not technically yet, friends but... yet, but still. So, it wasn't what you'd call the perfect inch of the day, Harry thought, as he lay awake listening to Dean and Seamus fall asleep. Neville wasn't back from the hospital wing. Aw. But, um... 
Ron had spent all evening giving him advice, such as, if he tries to curse you, you better dodge it, because I can't remember how to block them. <laughs> so it's like, Ron tries, you know, and he wants, he's got, he's got good intentions, but also he's not, you know, like, he ain't paying that much attention in class, and he's never done anything before. They pull on their, their robes, and they, um, even though there's a very good chance that they're going to get caught by Filch or Mrs. Norris, Harry felt he, or Harry felt like he was pushing his luck, but he just kept seeing Malfoy's sneering face, and he, this was his big chance to beat him face to face, even though... I mean, this is, like, a really good, like, I think this is the first time where you really see, like, this is one of Harry's flaws, is, like, he... Yeah, he, he just can't help, like, he's like Hamilton, like, he just is, like... He's really concerned with, like, his reputation and how he's being seen. But he also can't he let also, things slide. Yeah, like, he can't he let can't... things go. He's like, if I feel offended, then I'm, like, gonna fight for that. Or, like, yeah. you're doing something ridiculous. Even when he's in the right, like, sometimes you don't have to, like, talk back. You don't sometimes have to always... you have to outweigh the offense with, like, the consequences right, of... Of your, of your actions, even if technically you're in the right. Like, yeah. yeah. And so it's, like, like Hamilton, Harry, like has to, and this is, I think, also comes from the fact that he isn't really, he was never really able to with Dudley. Yeah. Um, and in his own, he got and his like, small and victories in his own way, which was like, you know, oh, a toilet's never seen anything as ugly as your or right. ever had, you know. But it's like what Joe was saying also about, um, and she was saying it in the context of gender and, like, men and women being, like, more or less equal in this, mm-hmm. in the story in terms of, like, fighting, because it's not a physical battle. It's, like, you're pointing your wand, so it's more, like, who's better at, like, magic. But it's still, you're on a level playing field. And so, whereas with Dudley, he can't fight Dudley because Dudley's so much bigger. bigger. And then even now, he can't fight Dudley because in this moment, he has magic and Dudley doesn't. So that's, like, both in both ways, on either side, it's uneven. Yeah. Whereas, like, with Malfoy, they're on the same level. Yeah. Um, But also, I think, too, it's, like, Harry's unable to see his moral victories um, when they're not so black and white. Because right. to me, I would be like, I like this is his big chance to beat Malfoy face to face. You just did when you stood up to him with the remember all exactly. and you caught it, and then you and got he didn't get in trouble. Yeah, you got rewarded, so you already beat him. Mm-hmm. But he can't like like him. He can't let these slights go. Yeah, he can't be like. I'm actually, he can't be the bigger person and then take comfort in the fact that he's being the bigger person. Right. So they um, head out, um, pull on their bathrobes, and Hermione is just, I just picture her just like boss-like in the dark, mm-hmm. like with a book yeah. in a big comfy armchair, like hidden in the shadows, and they walk out and she's like, um, like a, like, like, like a mobster or something. Yeah, Where like, have you been? She's literally like, I can't believe you're gonna do this, Harry. And like she's like, Ron, I've given up on you. Yep. You're beyond saving. But she's Harry, like, she's like, I almost told your brother, Percy, he's a prefect. He put a spot stop to this. And it's like, she means well. Like Yeah. Yeah. And she's right in this moment. She's right. Like, and she's like, she shouldn't you don't, snitch, but also like she's, she's correct. She says, Don't you care about Gryffindor? Do you only care about yourselves? I don't want Slytherin to win the House Cup. You'll lose all the points I got. This is her, like, beating uh-huh. herself up a little bit, but you'll lose all the points I got from McGonagall for knowing about switching spells, which is, like, true. And also what Neville says, like, this is why I say she's the original Neville, because it's, like, she's saying, okay, Malfoy hurt your feelings or, you know, has challenged you, 
but, but it's going to affect more people than yeah, you. You're not, it's not like you're doing a race or something, like a sanctioned thing to like get back at him. Like mm-hmm. you, whatever happens here, even if you beat Malfoy, you're going to get caught. Exactly. And it's going to affect us. So it's and like I'm Malfoy didn't, here. what Malfoy said isn't bigger than Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. And that's where you should, that's where your loyalty should lie. And that's what you should be thinking about because you're only thinking about yourself right now. Um, so Hermione basically is like following them out of the dormitory, like telling them to come back. Um, but then she's like, all right, fine. I warned you. Um, and then she goes to turn her back. She turns around to go back inside and finds herself facing an empty painting. The fat lady had gone on night on a nighttime visit and Hermione was locked out of Gryffindor tower. Um, and so they, so then Harry and Ron are like, whatever, that's That's your your problem. problem. And they leave, but Hermione catches up with them. And Hermione goes, I'm coming with you. Do you think I'm just going to stand out here and wait for Filch to catch me? If he finds all three of us, I'll tell him the truth, that I was trying to stop you and you can back me up. And Ron's like, you've got some nerve, which is like, Ron is thinking, why won't we back you up when you're sitting in here berating us? Right. But it's like, she's right. She's right. So... And Harry is obviously, and I think she knows, I mean, it's only been two weeks, but she could tell, like, Harry's going Harry's to tell, the, tell truth. the truth. Um, Ron won't. <laughs> but this is so cute. Or wouldn't. Harry's like, shut up, I heard something, and it's Neville. Yeah. Neville he, wasn't in the hospital wing. He just couldn't remember the password to so get back in. So he was in. curled up on the floor fast asleep. Um, and he goes, thank goodness you found me. I've been out here for hours. I couldn't remember the new password to get into bed. Um, oh, this is so random, actually, is actually this was supposed to be them, the three of them and Dean. Oh, Yeah, but then she switched it because Neville has, like, her, his back, I guess she decided to go more with his backstory in terms of, like, it's more important, yeah. in quotes, um, for the rest of the story. That always makes me sad now when I found that out, and every time I read it, I'm like, but it could have been Dean. I do think that, like, this, and I, and I write a lot of, like, I mean, I literally just wrote, like, Neville's so adorable. Mm-hmm. But, like, it does give you, um, like, of all of the, I guess we'll call them secondary Gryffindors and secondary characters, you do feel the most connected to Neville. And I think things like this happen are because of are well, why. Per- yeah. And I understand her thinking, like, well, I want, I want people to feel closer or to have that kind of connection with Neville because he is an important character. But it would have been nice to have a connection because with Dean. Because the thing Dean. is, is Dean is also important. Yeah. But it's just he's not developed in the same way. Like, he started, he is developed. Like, we know his backstory and we, like, don't know others like Seamus or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Pravardi or whatever. But, um, or Lavender. But, yeah, so it was just, like, an interesting thing that it was between the two of them when you could have developed both of them. But or, it also comes down to... Or it's, like, what... And also, you know, you gotta cut you gotta cut stuff down, obviously, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just always a thing. It's, like, I love... And I love Neville, and I think his story is amazing, and, like, I really... Yeah, I mean, I like it, and I connect to it, but at the same time, sometimes I'm just, like, but Dean could have... Yeah. And, and, and I don't even I, know what, he, what his, what it, what what his capacity would have been. Exactly, like... I doubt he would have, he was, it's not like he was just a different version of Neville. Like, somehow he, I'm like, how would he have gotten out of the, how how would he have gotten caught up in that, in this scene? Mm-hmm. And, like. Well, I think it's because, like, the thing about Dean that I always go back to is um, during Deathly Hallows when they're on the run, and we get that snippet of Dean. Yeah, and he's, like, and around, he, which is the, whoa, I hate that in the movies. Anyway. Any, yes, yes. But um, I think it was the, I think her thought is like okay well Hermione's muggle-born but she's in the trio and Mm -hmm. she has this larger part to play but it would be nice to see 
what it from another like muggle raised perspective is and also like how this affects people who don't really know their history exactly. and like sorry i'm black i'm taking it back to the black yeah. perspective um don't apologize I, I, yeah i don't know why i'm apologizing for black girls nerd out but i remember going to france this is like really it's funny i think i've told you the story before um it's funny but it's also really sad when i was talking to a group of um african french like not african american but african french like they're from different places and they were we were having our little broken conversation because my french isn't great their english wasn't great but they were like where are you from and i was like california United mm-hmm. States, and they're like, no, 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 no. Right. Like, where right. are you from? Like, what kind of, like, you have this weird, like, colors weird, do little features all, like, what, what is this? Yeah. Like, where in the motherland are you from? It mm-hmm. took me, like, 15, 20 minutes to figure out what they were asking, and I literally, because, A, because my, my broken French was, like, doing, like, miming, like, chains, right. and being, like, I don't know slavery, right. like, I don't know where, like, I am a mitch-match hodgepodge of a really fucked-up history, mm-hmm. and I don't know, and I probably will never know. Like, right. at the most, I can do those, like, DNA tests, and they'll be like, you're 15% this, and Right, but you don't know this. the story behind that, and, like, yeah. who the actual people were, and, like, yeah, who and like, exactly at the most, was it who was brought over here? Yeah. Like, and even then, it's, like, so many people because mm-hmm. at this point, we're not from a specific, like, tribe in West Africa. Mm-hmm. We're not all Ashanti. <laughs> we're, like, Ashanti, uh, like, Fulani, <laughs> freaking Igbo. Yeah. Like, all just different places. At this point, we're all met plus some stuff from Europe, plus some stuff from some other places. And the probably. Caribbean. Like, and, like, 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 yeah. Yeah, so and it's, like, it's I so know for a fact around. that, like, I know for a fact that I have some... American Indian. Right. And from what I can get, like, what I, I've kind of pieced together in my brain is that, like, we, someone in our family at a certain point married a full American Indian because of how, like, but I will never know that story, mm-hmm. um, basically. And I think that's what she was kind of getting at with Dean is that, like, Dean will never... Because no one will, he won't, how is he going to find, about, yeah, find he, out about his father? He and, it's, and it's also, like, how... That fascist death eaterism, I was about to say Nazism, but same thing, like death eaterism affects someone who doesn't have the capacity to ever learn their story. Right. You know, and I think, God, that would be so interesting and I want to hear it. And that's why that's one of my favorite things in the Deathly Hollows when we see that. Like, I actually, I like really love like, the scenes when we see Dean on the run. Like, I thought that was amazing, and so it always made me angry that he wasn't in the... Yeah. Like, on, on top on of Alfie the... Enoch being big, it's also <laughs> just, like, his story is, like, you know, it's something that I connect to. Yeah. Um, and, and I think so... that, and I think that, and this is where we get into race and Harry Potter, which we will talk about at a later time yeah. or something like that, but she, and this is, and it's also the difference between the books and the movies, like, she thought about that, and she did want to explore that in a way we're never, we're never going to know, like, how deeply she wanted to explore that. But also, in terms of being a, an artist and a writer, um, mm-hmm. there are things that you have to cut for the whole of the story. And the right. bigger story that she wanted to tell was about Harry. And Neville's backstory fit more directly in... Connects directly connects to that. And as much as she might have thought up this entire backstory and this entire secondary plot around Dean, when you're getting into, like seven book series and they're getting fatter and fatter and bigger and bigger, like, you do have to cut some things. So, I mean, the most that we can hope for is that 
you know, Pottermore, she'll maybe write some more about that I and what she so. wanted to. She wrote, she gave us a little bit of, of like what she wanted to go, but maybe we get like a little novella about being, I mean, you know, if Stephanie Meyer can rewrite, if she can write fan fiction about her own fucking book, then so can JK and we're here for it. After the Marauders. I'll yeah. read it. After the Marauders. But let's get back into it because we are. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um. So anyway, they, um, so they keep, so Neville comes with them because he's afraid of, um, like, the Bloody Baron who's been passed twice um, already. Um, and then Neville's like, if either of us get, if either of you get us caught, I'm caught, I'll never rest until I've learned that curse of the bogeys Quirrell t- told us about and used it on you. Um, so they all kind of, yeah, so they all kind of, like, go to the trophy room. I just see this cute little, like, pack of four, like, they're all really close right, to each other, like, just, like, whispering, but not whispering, like, yeah. children's whispers, they don't really know how to whisper, mm-hmm. and, like, looking around. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a very cute visual, but um, they, um... They get to the trophy room, um, and they don't see Malfoy. Um, the minutes crept by. Um, he's late. Maybe he's chickened out, Ron whispered. But then, instead of Malfoy, it's Filch who pops up. Um, Sniff around, my sweet. They might be lurking in, in a, a corner, corner, he says to Mrs. Norris. And Neville panics. I get Neville so much, because... Yeah. Neville he's basically just, is a wizard with anxiety disorder, and he is like, ah, yeah, like fight or flight. He's got it. That flight is on high. Yep, except, it's on high alert. Except that he trips. Yes, and then grabs Ron, Ron around the waist, and the pair of them topple right into a suit of armor. Uh, and I so, wish that was in the movie because that is just like a like a. Mark I know Brothers. because because okay, that's the other thing. Stupid movie made it that like. They're just walking up some stairs. The stairs change. All of a sudden, they're in the corridor. It's after dark. But wh- how did it get after dark? They just, how would they get in trouble if the stairs changed? They didn't mean to go to the third floor corridor. They're walking back to their thing. How is it after dark all of a sudden when they're really just walking back to their dormitory from dinner? That don't oh, make yeah. no sense. The continuity there makes yeah. zero sense. And then Hermione's like, I'm going to bed before either of you get killed or what. But it's like, but you all just happened into this. Yeah. Into that wasn't it, it wasn't a, It was the stairs. It was Hogwarts <laughs> who got you there. Not like, hey, not Malfoy and yeah. and Ron being dumb. It was literally just the stairs. And it was moving. a chance. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and this is the deliberate thing. So they, the clanging and crashing was enough to wake the whole castle. Run, Harry yelled. And the four of them sprinted, not looking back to see if Filch was following. Um, and so then they, they um, ripped through a tapestry and found themselves in a hidden passageway, hurtled along it, and came out near their charms classroom. So that's kind of chance where they um, find one of the... I mean, the Weasleys could have been like, ah, don't use that one. Right. If you would have kept running five more feet and turned right, you there was a better been. one. Yeah. It would have got you right to, like, the Gryffindor Tower. Yeah. But they don't know that. They just They're are just like, running. ooh, yeah, let's get um, out of here. Um, so... And then Hermione goes... Um, He's like, I told you, I told you. Malfoy tricked you. You realize that, don't you? He was never going to meet you. Filch knew someone was going to be in the trophy room. Malfoy must have tipped him off. Harry thought um, she was probably right, but she wasn't going to tell her that, which is so... Immature, but whatever. He's, he's 11. 11. <laughs> um, Jake, you owe me a Jack and Coke or whatever. whatever but yeah. Um, and then uh, Peeve shows up and he it's gives the them- <laughs> Um, Tut, tut, tut. Naughty, naughty, you'll get caughty. I love Peeves. And they're like, not, not if you don't give us away, Peeves. Please, should tell Filch I should. It's for your own good, you know. That was some Yoda stuff. And then, of course, Ron gets, he, 
he takes a swipe at Peeves, and so Peeves will eat, shouts, students out of bed, students out of bed down the Charms Corridor. Um, Ducking under Peeves, they run for their lives right into the end of the corridor where they slam into a door. That was locked. This is it. We're done for Hermione. This is the end. Like, this All, is the end. Like, yeah, Ron, like they're about why to are you so dramatic? Calm down. Um, and I can just see little Rupert Grant over dramatic Exactly. Um, anyway. Hermione's like, move over. over. <laughs> and she sh- grabs Harry's wand. And I was like, why don't you grab her? Oh, yeah, she doesn't she have hers. Have hers yeah. um, and whispered, Alohomora. Um, what am I the, the lock, spell. Yeah, the lock clicked and the door swung open and they piled through it, shut it quickly and pressed their ears against it, listening. Um, which way did they go, Peeves? Filch was saying. Quick, tell me. Shan't say nothing if you Wait. don't say Peeves. <laughs> like, all right, please. Nothing. Ha ha ha. Told you I wasn't going to say nothing if you didn't say please. Like, I love Peeves, bro. That so, was, yeah. That was clutch. Even um, though he also was he not thinks clutch. this door is locked, Harry whispered. I think we'll be okay. Get off Neville because Neville is just basically climbing Harry's back right now. But Neville knows something that they don't know. He turns around and they weren't in a room as he had supposed. They were in a corridor. The forbidden corridor on the third floor. And now they knew why it was forbidden. They were looking straight into the eyes of a monstrous dog. A dog that filled the whole space between ceiling and floor. It had three heads. Three pairs of rolling mad eyes. Three noses. Twitching and quivering in their direction. Three drooling mouth, saliva hanging, and slippery ropes from yellowish fangs. Oh, fluffy. Um, but um, I want to take a little second. Uh-huh. Hopefully you guys all have your illustrated editions by now. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the dog is so cute. In the book, it's just like, I mean, in the movie, it's like rabid and like Yeah, scary. and it looks it looks scary. And in the book, it's just like a giant like puppy with... Dreams. And it looks like a... It looks like a like, the Beethoven, like, gray, like, I forget oh, what yeah. they're called, like, the boar, not the boarhounds, but, like, the, the big Beethoven yeah. dogs, and I just want to, like, even the middle face that has, like, the sneering, I guess, I just want to tickle his ears. <laughs> like, it looks more like the fluffy that Hagrid sees right. than the actual fluffy that normal people see. Right. Um, that's true. So, I don't know if he did that on purpose, Jim Kay, the artist, but that's... I thought was really funny. I was yeah. like, this is not a terrifying dog, besides the fact that it's got three yep. heads. <laughs> so, um, Harry groped for the doorknob between Filch and Death. He'd take Filch. They fell backwards. Harry slammed the door shut, and they ran. They almost flew back to the corridor. Um, Filch isn't there because he went to go look somewhere else. Um, they didn't stop running until they reached the portrait of the fat lady on the seventh floor. Where on earth have you all been? She asked, looking at their bathrobes, hanging off their shoulders, and their flushed, sweaty faces. Never mind that. Picks now. Picks now. <laughs> and they scrambled <laughs> in the common room, collapsed, trembling into armchairs. Um, it was a while before any of them said anything. Neville, indeed, looked as if he'd never speak again. And this is the truest thing that Ron might say. Ever. Ever. <laughs> what do they think they're doing keeping a thing like that locked up in a school? Yeah. Which is like Dumbledore. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it's such a good question. Like, and you the have only to lock and, and, and you a lo- to... right? That's the easiest way. You didn't put no other enchantments <laughs> on that door, Dumbledore. Come on, bro. You know, Alohomora. You know, that's a first year stuff. Come on now. That's an elementary school spell. Obviously, like, come on now. Like, that's the easiest thing to do. And then he's like, and then another thing is like, okay, it was at Gringotts, and I get like nowhere is safer than Hogwarts, but it's like it's a school, so you're just putting dangerous ass shit in there to save it from like. To keep it from Voldemort, 
But in a school, though, when you have kids who just, like, use magic and they're not totally great at, like, controlling it. And, and like, they don't have the best foresight. Right. Or, like, they don't know where they are. They don't know where they are. Their medulla oblongata isn't fully but formed the yet. Is, like, so they don't, they don't the know where they are. Like, they yeah. still are, like, Hogwarts is a big school, so they still aren't totally, like, sure. They're just running. I mean, so it's not like they go, oh, third floor quarter. They just find a door and they're like, get in. And, like, and oh. earlier in the in the book, um, Ron and Harry convinced that they were going to be late to school were, like, tugging on the door and exactly. then have to and have to be like, oh no, we're just lost. Right. And so, yeah. It's so just it's just like, like, there's so many, like, it's a comedy of errors. But yeah. Anyway, Hermione had got her, both her breath and her bad temper back again. You don't use your eyes, any of you, do you? Didn't you see what it was standing on? The floor, Harry suggested. I wasn't looking at its feet. I was too busy with its heads. Three of them. Right, exactly. No, not the floor. It was standing on a trap door. It's obviously guarding something. I love Hermione. Like, I love that she sees the three-headed dog and, like, looks down and is like, why is this here? Like, she's, she's immediately, She's scanning like, everything. Yeah. Like, she's just like, this, there's has to be a logic here A logical somewhere. reason for why there's a three-headed, like, a huge three-headed dog in the I world. also, though, will say that, like, I know that this is, like, expository or whatever, mm-hmm. but it goes very well. Like, the reason why JK has Hermione saying this is because it goes very well and, like, she takes pleasure in knowing things and spotting things. And she's kind of showing, it's her way of showing off, Mm -hmm. but also her way of being like, be my friend, I'm useful. I notice things. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, so. This is like, it's it's why it's so funny. It's like, they're still not friends, but she's like fully in this. Yeah. She, yeah. So then um, she says, I hope you're pleased with yourselves. We could have all been killed or worse, expelled. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Um, I love that line. It's so great. That's actually my mom's favorite line ever because, like, you know, when this movie came out, I was, like, seven, so my mom had to, like, take me to see it. (laughs) She, like, loves that. Mostly Romney's, like, she needs to sort out her priorities. priorities. Like, he doesn't say it here, but that's, like, one of the best lines of, like, all of Harry Potter. It Um, really is, but also, like, Ron, like, basically says without saying it, Ron stared after her, his mouth open. Yeah. No, we don't mind, he said. You'd think we'd drag her along, wouldn't you? I'm like, I can see, like, that to me seems like more of a 11-year-old response instead yeah. of that, like, very cutesy. And I mean, maybe if, if Harry would have said it, because he's already shown his propensity for the comeback. But um, Harry had, or Hermione had given Harry something else to think about. As he climbed back into bed, the dog was guarding something. What had Hagrid said? Green Gots was the safest place in the world for something you wanted to hide, except perhaps Hogwarts. It looked as though Harriet found out where the grubby little package from Vault 713 was. Yeah, his mind None went straight to Of your nothing. business, It's though. not of his business, one. Two, that was a good Ravenclaw moment because he completely, completely jumped, like, up, that's where the package is. Like, his, like, connections but, are cool. But, but also, it has nothing to do with you. I don't know why also, you're still thinking like, about that package. And also, like, though, it's, like, it's a lucky, it's lucky that he was right. But yeah. that is, like, that logic doesn't completely follow. No, not at all. Um... Like, yes, it does if you know certain things, which we know later, but th- he doesn't know that. So mm-hmm. he is, again, like like I said, he's got a high emotional intelligence, so his his hunches are normally correct and yeah. on, but that the, at the end of the day, they're still hunches, and so he's still taking a major leap. Oh, yeah. And it's like... And it's totally not his business, so he also yeah. needs to leave it alone. Yeah. Well, of course he won't, because he's Harry. So... Harry... Potter, who so. that was um that was the chapter end. nine um, uh, midnight duel who is your mvp my mvp is mcgonagall because um mm-hmm. she's just on top of it she's on point she's like 
Malfoy took the Marimble. I'm here. What's going on? Um, she doesn't expel Harry. Instead, she puts him on the Quidditch team. <laughs> like, she's just looking out for him. Um, and I just really mess with McGonagall. She's awesome. Um, yeah, she's definitely, you? like, doing her job. Yeah. So, Ron is my MVP just because um, he, like, if we didn't know that Ron and Harry were, like, in this thick of Steve's best friends, right. like, he really cements that here. He's like, I'm Harry second. What you gonna do about it? Like, yeah. he, like, just jumps in. He, we, we get to this later in the series that he does have this kind of jealousy tint to him because of just his birth order and things yeah. like that. But he's super excited for Harry when he finds out that he's gonna be a seeker, mm-hmm. um, that he's on the Quidditch team. He, he just is, like, there for him yeah. in a way that not always in the best way. Um, and sometimes he eggs Harry on to do things that are not the smartest, like the duel. Yeah. Um, which I feel like Harry could have probably, if given the time to, like, think it through. There's this weird thing where, like, Hermione is, so, like, Hermione's on this level of he, she thinks everything through all the way through before she makes a decision. Harry is kind of in between where he will sometimes, like, he, he tries to, like, make a good choice and think and weigh pros and cons, but he uh-huh. also goes with his gut a lot. And Ron is just straight, like, let's He's do impulsive. this. He's impulsive. But that just made me think, like, it's, like, Harry, and then, like, you know, like, when they used to have, like, the devil and the angel. And yeah. Like, he has, like, Hermione on one shoulder and Ron on the other shoulder. Oh, like, yeah. Those are, like, his, in his head, like, those are the two, like, voices fighting. They just happens to be his friends. Yeah. Exactly. They are probably like that before. It was probably, like, a similar thing before he actually met them. And oh, like, yeah. Great, totally. now I don't have to. I'd have to think Imagine it through. This, yep. Yeah. So but I, I think it through I, for me. Yeah. So I do think, though, like, in this context of them being young and needing to make these connections and have friends, like, mm-hmm. Ron really submits himself here. Um, all right. Who's benched? I said Harry, um, partly kind of, it's funny, because similar reasons to why you, like, made Ron an MVP. But I just feel like he's just being, he's doing too much. And so I, like, really agree with Hermione in this, where it's like, you didn't need to You have, also kind of have to like, agree with Harry earlier, too, where he's like, maybe I'm pushing it. Like, yeah. Right, you are. And follow that line of thought. Don't ignore it. And so, yeah, I just think, yeah, he should have definitely had a different... Yeah, yeah I think it, it is true. I see why you would bench Harry, like, of all the chapters that we've read so far, everything that and we've read so far. And it's also just indicative of all the things he's going to do later. For yeah. example, freaking Septum Sempra. Like, bruh, if you would have caught... Man, this is the this is when we see that's now he's on the trajectory to just <laughs> fucking stalking Malfoy and then almost killing him because you can't keep your curiosity and you can't like keep your emotions in check, like dude. Yeah, but it's also like, like this is the like of everything that's happened to Harry so far. This chapter is the one time where he is directly responsible yeah. for everything that happens. Exactly. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I bitch Neville. So, as much as I do say Harry is Harry is responsible for all of his actions, Neville's actions put Harry in these in these things. That's true. Neville had the remember all and got. It's not his fault he got bullied, but he's the reason why that set off this. Like I almost said something totally not okay for eleven year olds, <laughs> but this like. Chain reaction, maybe? Measuring of manliness and, like, who's oh, better than who yeah. between Harry and Malfoy, like, um... But I don't think that's Neville's fault. I it's not Neville's fault, catalyst. but he's the catalyst for all of this stuff. And then he, um... He's the catalyst for 
the uh, the initial remember all things. And then he, which leads Harry to this trouble. And then Neville is making all this noise, um, which gets them <laughs> to the point where they're just like blindly running because he's clumsy, which isn't also like, I mean, it's part of his personality, but still. And Neville, while he doesn't have bad intentions, their friendship and Gryffindor pride will not let them just let Neville take the brunt of this bad act. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel, like, they feel compelled to stand up for him. They feel compelled to, like, watch out for him. And Malfoy is just kind of, like, doomed. He's kind of, like, the Dursleys in that sense of, like, he's benched, but Neville's, this book is on the end of the bench. Um, Malfoy is going to be terrible regardless, and Neville is giving him the, am- the ammunition. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, unfortunately, Neville... I'm gonna need you to take a seat. I get it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not mad at it, but yeah. Yeah. I get it. I I mean, I don't want to, but when I stack it all up, I'm gonna need you to take a seat. I'm gonna need you to hold tight to that remember all and just be quiet and fade into the background. So that is chapter nine, The Midnight Duel. Next week, we'll be discussing chapter 10. Halloween. Halloween. And also, guys, like, next week is, like, Halloween. It actually is. Which, we don't know how this happened, but we timed our stuff really well. We It was really a random day it's that we decided universe. to start. And then, like, but then all of a sudden, like, Halloween, we're going to be court recording either the day, some, ta- some we're going to be recording this episode on Halloween mm-hmm. or, like, around Halloween. And then, like, for example, we finish, like, right at the end of the year. Like, yeah. literally the end of the year is when we finish this book. That was not planned. It wasn't planned, but it worked out. It's great. So, um, it's the universe. It's Queen J. K. Blessing us. She's blessing us. Yeah, Joe. Hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> so, next, yeah, next week we'll be discussing the Halloween. Make sure to read and follow along. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can at both of us at We I'm Black Nerds. Um, or hashtag Wizard Team. Um, if you have, like, specific things, most of you will, like, do this already, but, like, Robin's ha- uh, at Robin underscore Ravenclaw, and I'm um, at Yana underscore Hollows. And please, um, please, please let us know who you're benching and who is your MVP. Yeah. We are, we are keeping track of this, guys. Yeah, like, we're your votes, gonna... Your votes count to who wins this book. The whole book. The yeah. whole book. And maybe we'll, like... Give a fictional character a party or something. I don't know. Maybe we'll give them a trophy with a name on it. I don't know. I used to have trophies. Oh. Oh. Um, I used to throw birthday parties for all the members of NSYNC. I was a problem. That is a problem. But, you know, sometimes you need to. Um, that's a question mark. Um, Uh, yeah. So, yes. And then website, blackgirlsnotout.com. Like us on Facebook, blackgirlsnerdout. Instagram, Instagram and Tumblr, Black Girls Nerd Out. Blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah. we will see you next week. But also, guys, this is so much fun. Just talk powder with us, please. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Thank you.